0: Canyon. This is episode 245. I'm your host, Brian Williams. I am Adam Caesar. I'm Stephen Embry. And today we're going to be discussing Voyager's seventh season episodes: Human Error, Q2, and Author Author.
1: Here we go. <laughs> Human Error, Season 7, Episode 18, Production Code 264. Original air date, March 7th, 2001. Directed by Alan Croker. Story by Andre Bormanis and Kenneth Biller. Teleplay by Brennan Braga and Andre Bormanis, Music composed by Jay J- J- Chataway. Guest casts include Manu Interimi as Ichab. Seven has been using Voyager's Holodeck to try to experience what it
2: would be like to be more human. She enjoys a simulation of an upcoming baby shower for Paris and Taurus and starts to develop a relationship with a computer-generated Yakote. Seven begins to have difficulty separating the events on the holodeck from that on the real ship as a result. She fails to complete her duties and Voyager is rocked by an explosion from a warhead. Commander.
1: If you're looking for your other holographic friend, he's offline at the moment. Your cortical node began to shut down. Fortunately, I managed to stabilize it before there was any permanent damage. It was functioning properly when you examined me two days ago. I'm going to run a diagnostic on your entire cortical array, but it might help if I knew what you were doing before you collapsed. Did you suffer a physical injury of some kind?
0: No.
1: Were you exposed to any unusual radiation? No. What exactly were you doing in there?
0: Research. Human error oh boy i really 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 dislike this episode i hate it a lot and i'll have plenty of opportunities to get into the reasons why but i'm gonna let um steve kick
1: us off on human error i'm not particularly fond of this either i guess i'll go ahead and get the uh any positive stuff out just to kind of change things up i uh I, I really like Ichab. I forget how much I like Ichab. He's like he's so funny and fun, and like him coming in and quoting and driving seven nuts. Uh, that I, I enjoyed that part. That's it. The rest was awful. I, I think it's that it feels there's no lead up to this. You know, it's kind of just like okay. First off, at, at best you have you know seven trying to expand things and all that, which we've seen plenty of examples of that were good episodes. But this feels like why do we have to do it in this fashion? It, haven't we already seen this? And where did this stuff with Chakotay come from? So all of that feels very artificial. The B-story stuff where they're doing whatever that I, I, I can't even remember. I, I just read my notes and I still can't remember what that what we were doing in the space thing. Because every time it would cut back to, oh, we're doing something serious in the real world. It's like, what is it we're doing and how does this have to do with anything? I think all that together just, it, it's just like we have this concept of let's expand seven we've seen it a million times done um, better than this every time and the chakotay stuff's felt so artificial there's so much cliched stuff with them It's, it's laughable i mean that's another i guess kind of positive it's 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 silly enough to be funny sometimes you know i guess um yeah i mean i think that basically sums it up that's that's kind of my take on this adam Yeah, it wasn't great.
2: Um, You know, I think, you know, for fans of Voyager out there, and, you know, we've kind of discussed this too, you know, you have this whole whole crew that's been working on um, Star Trek beginning with Generations um, to DS9, and here we are in Season 7 of Voyager, and they're already, you know, in pre-production for Enterprise. So... A lot of this, I kind of feel like's mailed in. We'll, we'll get to the next two episodes, which I kind of feel like are, are retreads as well. They're, they might be a little bit more entertaining than this one. I mean, I don't mind them trying to go out and you know do this with Seven and you know tr- you know, but like what Steve said, there's not really a whole lot of setup for it, and it's it's very out of character for Seven, which I also don't have a problem with it. But I mean, like, there's no setup for it. There's no, you know, all of a sudden Seven is just kind of doing these things that are kind of out of character for her with no, yeah, they just don't, they just don't put it together. Right. And then, you know, I, I agree with Steve, you know, it's is kind of out of the middle of nowhere. Um, Just kind of is what it is. We're kind of getting into the end of season seven and it kind of feels like um, the producers and writers are kind of mailing it in as well.
0: Yeah. So there's, there's, there's no setup for this at all. We've never seen a seven where she gives any value to these things that she's exploring here, like that she's so willing to take this level of action on that she would, that she would give it, give it more importance than, than, than her, her job and her duty station.
2: Especially in the middle of like what they were going through, these crazy warheads coming after them. Yeah. Kind of completely, really out of character. I can see if there's nothing going on, but yeah, there's
0: literally a scene where she's like, not there when they're trying to go through these things. They're like, Hey, where, where are you? That just, that's, how would that even possibly make, that doesn't make any sense, first of all, that that could even happen. There would have been at least a, everybody ready? (laughs) I don't know, something. But aside from all of that, it makes her character look bad. I mean, it makes her character look really bad. And it's not in keeping with the character that we've seen or the person that she's become after the few years she's been on the ship. And on top of that, what makes it even worse, she corrects the mistake of leaving her duty station by leaving her duty station. She's gonna. She leaves again to, to go back to the holodeck, uh, so that she can correct the mistake. You're you're making the same mistake again. Like, this makes her look stupid. It makes her look really dumb. I didn't quite
2: understand the trick. You mentioned that. Um, why did she need to correct the mistake with Chakotay, who is a just don't hologram. turn the program on again. I don't. What? What, what? Why would he care? What do you What do you need to go through that for? I, <laughs>
1: right, it, right.
0: it
2: seemed it seemed kind of ridiculous. Like I'm I'm here to correct a mistake that I made. I'm like he's a hologram. It's this is a de- program. You could have done
1: that for a Master Metrics <laughs> yeah, <laughs> delete um, <them. laughs> d-
2: delete, <laughs> delete program. So it, it was kind of weird.
0: I I've talked about this before, but I hate the pairing of her and Jakote. It makes zero sense to me. I find that pairing incredibly uninspired and boring, lame. Just it lacks courage. It lacks anything remotely. There's nothing interesting about it at all. I mean, it's. I hate it. I hate her with Chakotay. It makes me cringe every time I see it. I would have rather seen her with the doctor or Kim I mean, do something kind of interesting and not. I'm gonna put her with the the highest ranking, you know, guy on the ship with the chiseled chin, handsome guy, and she because she's the blonde. I mean, she's better than this. You know, she would have. There would. have what's interesting about him to her i'm not trying to knock him but i know who she is and i know who he is and i have no idea why she would be interested in him <laughs> you know i i don't get it it's it's a terrible terrible pairing i hate it i hate it and, and in this inside of in the context of this episode that they do so many other things with her that i think are out of character and make her look terrible and stupid and or stupid as a character it, it 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 i guess it fits in that context <laughs> it's like it then none, none of these other choices she's made make any sense to who i thought she was or who the person that she's become and you know choosing chakotay goes right alongside of that i guess i did like the
2: scene between her and taurus and engineering when she was like asking about hair and stuff like that and all that looks on taurus's face like, okay yeah you just i just Threw some monkey grease in it and got to work. <laughs> so that was that's my one positive. You know, we all have to come up with a positive. Brian, Steve came up with one. I came up with one. So uh,
0: I'll, I'll copy yours then.
2: <laughs> so you're saying you didn't like it, Brian?
0: I hate it. I hate this episode. Not as much as I'm gonna <laughs> complain about Endgame in a month. But yeah, I, we were talking offline about yes. I'm the pandemic is causing all of us to have extra levels of anxiety. Maybe that's creeping its way into here. I hope not. I'm trying to be objective, but I just—I'm not looking forward to watching Voyager right now. I—I I don't want to watch these seven season seven episodes that I remember disliking, and I feel strongly about it now. And we've been doing this podcast for almost a decade, and we are two episodes, two podcast episodes away from finishing every television episode that existed prior to the start of our podcast and there's a reason Voyager was last and there's a reason that Voyager season 7 is the last of Voyager uh we chose what shows we were doing and I was glad to keep putting this off because I just remember by the end of Voyager it felt like a chore and yes like you said it felt like they were you know phoning it in phoning it in and they feel they just feel spent they feel like they've got nothing left um you know Enterprise is going to start a few months after this And at least at first, they had an initial burst of different, you know, of creative juices because they were doing something different. We know that very quickly, uh, the network just kept wanting them to make it more and more like the the other shows they'd already done. And we know what, you know, ended up happening there. But we're going to have a Doctor episode today. And I don't think it's super great, but he is great. You know, Picardo could do about anything and I would probably find it entertaining. Uh, this episode just doesn't have anything in it redeeming. I mean, nothing. There's nothing that 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 I like about this episode. And more specifically, it makes our characters look bad and it makes it it doesn't seem in keeping with the person that seven has become.
2: I also, I also had in my notes. I was a little disappointed with the end. So they kind of came up with this. I didn't even consider it clever. Like, oh, you know, there's a Borg implant that's not going to let you feel emotions, and then she's embarrassed because the doctor, you know, finds out what she's doing with Jacote, and and then at the end of it, she's like, um, I'm not going to fix it because I'm not going to do it anymore. So I'm like, what's the, what was the whole point of this episode then? If she, because it's like she was trying to grow and experience, you know, more aspects of humanity, and by the end of it she's kind of reverted to back to where she was before this episode. So I didn't quite understand, even yeah. understand the ending uh, yeah, if, or the point right. of it.
0: We can get into what it's about, but if it was trying to say anything, it backtracked.
2: Yeah. Um, cause yeah, I had it in my notes cause I remember the doctor, you know, seasons ago, you know, he was trying to get her to do these holographic social interactions and she was totally not into it. And then, you know, like I said, I kind of felt, kind of felt bad for her because they got the doctor, and it, it felt, I felt embarrassed for her when the doctor came into the holograph, holodeck when she passed out, and you know you had Chakotay, the holographic Chakotay going blah blah yeah, blah. It's almost he,
0: like seeing somebody's diary or something.
2: Yeah, I mean that was kind of embarrassing. And then you know you got the doctor in there and kind of like what's going on, and you're, it it was embarrassing.
0: On the same vein of we talked about before, like stuff that bothers us that if the episode had been better, we wouldn't have noticed or we wouldn't complain about it. You would think there would be some rules against, you know, having picture perfect copies of, you know, co workers on the holodecks that you can have sex with, <laughs> right? Shouldn't there be some kind of. You can see how that could cause some kind of weird compromises and or something. I know we're involved, they're, they're much more involved than us, but it seems like there would be rules against that. Or that maybe it would be logical to have rules against it. Like
2: it's just frowned upon.
0: Yeah. Well, she wouldn't go out with me, so I totally recreated her in the holodeck and that's cool <laughs> what's this episode about i'll be
2: nice they're trying to explore humanity and explore your emotional sides and coming to terms with um, relations with others
1: yeah i mean i think we've you know this whole bit of we they we've had several episodes where they try to expand Seven wants to expand, or you, you know, all these kind of things. But this just, for the million reasons that we've already kind of addressed, it just doesn't cut it. And you kind of just feel like there was there was no point to this. They they go somewhere, and even when they do that poorly, they backtrack
0: on it. And so you know, you guys remember uh, Next Gen episode where Jordy is teaching Data to paint and or t- giving him advice, and Riker walks in on him, and Riker makes a joke. He's like, "Oh, this is going for the history books or something." What? Think about it. Blind man teaching an Android to paint. Ha ha ha, right? Chakotay, holographic Chakotay is like trying to teach yeah. Seven about her feelings. That one, I, wait, wait, what? <laughs> what? If she knew enough about it to program him to do that, then she didn't need him to teach her because she already knew it. I mean, I don't, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do Six Degrees for Human Error. Uh Steve, are you going first or second? I'll go first. How many more times will Manu play Icheb one, two, or three? Mm-hmm. jeez um, uh let's say two. you got it, Adam, Name either of the piano composers that seven plays in this episode. Woohoo! <laughs>
2: um, well, crudio. uh. Mozart
0: No.
1: Steve? Yeah, I remember the section of it and then Chote guesses something and she says no it's something else. Um god, Schubert, I don't know.
0: Nope. Chopin and Schumann. Mm. All right, Steve has one, moving on. Q2 season
1: 7 episode 19 production code 265 original air date April 11th 2001. Directed by Labar Burton, story by Kenneth Biller, teleplay by Robert J. Doherty, music composed by Paul Bellerjan. Guest cast include John Delancey as Q, Keegan Delancey as Q, Manu and as Echeb, Michael Kagan as Chokuzan Commander, Lorna Raber as Q Judge, Anthony Holiday as Nausican, and Scott Davidson as Bolian, and Tarek Ergen as Lieutenant Ayala. <laughs> Q shows up on
2: Voyager to introduce his son to Captain Janeway. Q Jr., who now has the appearance of a human teenager, is rambunctious and troublesome, causing various incidents across the ship. Q explains to Janeway that the Continuum hoped his son would help stabilize the Continuum, but instead is a complete menace. Now Q wants Janeway to mother his son into shape, or the Continuum will exile them both. What was that for?
1: What's wrong? You didn't enjoy life as an Apprentian amoeba? No, I was
2: shapeless and slimy. The only thing to eat was paramecia.
1: Sounds unpleasant. I'm sure you'll do whatever you can to avoid returning to that
0: petri dish. What are you talking about? The Continuum and I have come to an agreement about your future. Either you become an upstanding citizen of the cosmos, or you'll be sentenced to eternity as an amoeba. Adam, kick us off on Q2. Q2.
2: I will start off by saying I love John DeLance. I love the character Q. It's, he's a lot of fun, and he's brought a lot of meaning to um, the Star Trek-verse. But that being said, this episode is not good at all. Um, first off, it's a retread from a Next Gen episode where Q, the father, went through the exact same thing. So let's let's go through this episode. It's kind of trivial, and because it's just it's retread. It's you know you got this kid who's obnoxious. He's not particularly likable as a actor, or I hate to you know.
0: Well, you forgot it. another episode when you said a retread. <laughs> Charlie X. <laughs> There's this <is laughs> like a combination of Charlie X and uh, what's that? What's the the one with with Corbin Burnson where? delancey loses his powers is yeah that, yeah that's is that the q2 yeah. steve you, you mean well this uh, one's q2 so i don't
1: oh, know sorry what... right yeah <laughs> was, but, but, <laughs> i know i thought, thought we already had the q2 already okay um, so between, between that that right. one
0: with the, the one with corbin merson at the end and charlie x i think you're ready to rehash this i'm sorry continue
2: yeah so and then you know basically the story is isn't about a main character it's about this kid so and like i said he's I said i don't disparage his acting ability but he's not great and the writing is kind of derivative. It's pretty apparent from the beginning of the episode what's going to happen at the end. So there's no really surprise or intrigue about what's going down in the story. Like I said, Q is fun to watch. You know, even you know, even in this episode, the interactions he have, has with Janeway, I'm talking about John Delance, they're fun. Um, but I kind of feel like um, they got off the rails with the Q character. Um, and especially with this episode and the last one, I kind of felt like they, they made Q goofy and more comic relief. And I always felt like the best Q episodes were, were the ones that were serious and the ones, you know, the end of next gen, you know, it's like, you know, we'll be out there. We'll still be judging, you know, it's so, and this is just, just, I don't know. I could, I could go on for the reasons I, I don't think it was very good, but, um, I'll, I'll let you guys have a poke at it.
0: Yeah, I, I agree that I I like John Delancey. I always liked watching him play Q. But I don't know. Even that little bit with him in the bathtub. I mean, if I felt like we've seen, we just felt like we saw these kinds of jokes between him and Janeway before. I I don't know. Of of all his appearances on Voyager, this has got to be the weakest, right? Um, And it's cool seeing, you know, his real life son play his son in the episode, but I agree that maybe he's not, you know, I don't think he's an actor anymore. Let's put it that way. Uh, Steve, what do you think? First thoughts? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't
1: really have anything to add to any of this. I mean, I, I I agree. It's just kind of, it's almost like they had something in their contract that you got to squeeze Q into one more episode before this is all over with. And you have like a day to put it together, you know, go or whatever. That's what it feels like because it's so much of this we've seen before. And it's not like this is just awful, awful. It's just that it's the same thing and it's been done better in different ways. Um, and you know there's some halfway amusing things go on but but nothing that's nothing that's inspiring nothing that's new and nothing that's uh particularly good and i i think the key of it is like what adam what you said about it all centers on the young q who is a character we even even if he was a fantastic actor and all that we just haven't had the time to uh you know invest in that character and so it, it, it we don't there's not much to feel it, it we're it all comes down to his development a type of development that we've seen in different ways many times before and it's just it's just not moving and it's just it's the same kind of stuff over and over again so yeah yeah
2: i guess another thing i don't like it kind of makes the continuum continue like i said it kind of makes the continuum look goofy they have a little trial there and and on voyager at the end you got the three judges and I don't know. I've always kind of been in the pin- opinion, you know, sometimes less is more. Um, and I always kind of felt that way about the continuum. I was like, I don't need to know all the ins and outs about the continuum. It always, I always felt better knowing that it, uh, it, to me, it's better to be a little bit more mysterious and less knowing. So they're an omn- omnipotent culture. I know they've gotten into it more in Voyager and they did a, you know, the, they did some good things um, early on when, they, when we first saw the continuum and they're on that, that, gas station plane and he's explaining the roads and that kind of stuff but i mean that's still abstract you still don't get a good feeling about the continuum and in this episode it's just it's just kind of good it's like it's it's a retread it's like this is this was q and and next gen you know he was you know he had his fight with the continuum and then he was banned and punished and and that's what we're seeing in this episode when you said stevie just you know we've seen this all before but in better scenarios
1: I like we see the robes again. That's kind of fun to see the robes from, you know,
0: next gen and all that. And that's fun. To see three people wearing them at the same time. Mm. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of got that little uh, false ending that I'm not sure I entirely saw the point because it lasts 10 seconds, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's not like, like human error, the previous episode we discussed tonight. I remember hating that episode when I first saw it, whatever, you know, almost 20 years ago. I've always really hated it. Um and a lot of that was because of the pairing between Seven and Shikote, but there were other things about it that was just wrong for the characters. This episode I don't remember like hating it. I, I wouldn't even say I hate it now. It's just It's not very good. It's just not it's not very good. And there's not a line, there's not a lick of this episode that brings anything new to anybody involved. It adds nothing to the conversation of Star Trek. I don't know. It makes me glad that they didn't ever try to put Q on Enterprise, because it seems like they've run out of ideas for what yeah. they can do with Q. From at least his character standpoint. Yeah. You know, I mean, on, on one hand, it, it was it might have been a cool idea to like follow yeah. up. Hey, remember they he the last one the last one they had this they had this offspring that's supposed to save the continuum. Maybe we can kind of check in on that and see what what's happening with that. But. The route they chose to do that was, yeah, it was that episode of Next Gen we've already seen, swapping Delancey's character for a rambunctious kid, I guess, but that's not bringing that's not bringing anything new. This this episode doesn't justify its existence. So just because I don't hate it the way I hated Human Error, doesn't mean it's any good. I guess a uh, little cube reprogramming that peace treaty holodeck thing, he didn't get a commendation like Kirk would have gotten. <laughs> there
2: were two there are two things that I had in my notes that kinda also did kind of disturb me about, you know, let's let's just bag on a little bit more. So, you know, Q didn't think to like maybe punish him before because they turned into Aniba after, you know, Jamie was like, Oh, you got discipline. I'm like, well you didn't think about this before. So I'm nip at it and he's actually had it done to him, so that kinda bothered me. The second thing that bothered me is like, okay, he's human now. He's he's doesn't have magical powers and he was able to, you know Open up this gateway and take the Delta flyer through it some random place. I'm like, how did uh, I just didn't get that concept. I don't know. There was two. Those are two little nitpicky things that I had about it.
0: Well, they've always had the problem on Voyager of, hey, if you're gonna befriend Q, um, he could snap his fingers and you'd be back on Earth. For little kid Q to give her a room full of roses to show his appreciation. If he really appreciated it, he would show her how to do that same, open up the conduit and you're back on earth. If he was wanting to make it. So she has to do a little work. And if he didn't want to mess with that, he could have snapped his fingers. Right. Um, So that's always a problem that they have, but. Well, the best line of the whole
2: episode was at the end where she's like, Why don't you just send us all the way home? And he's like, You know, I can't do all the work for you. So that was the best line of the episode. I did that. That felt like you to me of the whole episode. Is this
0: episode about anything? It's
2: about coming of age, I guess, you know, learning responsibility, going from teenage to adulthood. I don't know if they that seems like what they're kind of trying to do. I don't know if they actually do a good job at it. I would probably say no, since we've kind of been bagging on it. What did you get, Steve?
1: yeah i mean it's the same old same old i mean it's it's just that 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 idea of um you know growing as a person when you you have the rug pulled out from under you and you you see what it's like to have to actually exist in this environment not be able to just have everything handed to you and that's that's fine that's a that's a fine um thing to reinforce it's just that it would be nice to have that done in a way that's we haven't seen before and this is this is just this, the same kind of thing we've seen done before and pretty much the
0: exact same way. So, All right. Let's do six degrees for Q2. Steve has one. Adam, are you going first or second? Um, I'll go first. How many more times will Manu play Icheb? One, two, or three? Um,
2: he was in this episode. Um, I'm going to say one more time.
0: Yes, sir. <laughs> would have been pretty bad if you'd gotten that wrong since it would have meant you weren't listening to Steve in the last... Uh, Steve, Anthony Holiday plays the nascan diplomat that young Q must get to sign a mining treaty. We last saw him earlier this season in the episode Shattered, playing a member of what species? Hint, he was taking orders from Seska. Hmm. Um. Kazon? Yes, sir. Steve has two, Adam has one. Moving on author author season seven
1: episode 20 production code 266 original air date april 18th 2001 directed by david livingston story by brandon braga teleplay by phyllis strong and mike sussman music composed by jay chataway guest cast include dwight schultz as reginald barkley richard hurd as admiral owen paris barry gordon as arden Brott, joseph campanella as arbitrator lauren bozoff as irene hansen juan garcia as john torres Robert Ito as John Kim, Irene Sue as Mary Kim, Brock Burnett as male ND, and Jennifer Hammond as female ND. A new method of communication
2: allows Voyager to contact home for 11 minutes each day with live sound and pictures as opposed to the previous sound and data only. Each crew member is given 3 minutes to use the time on a rotation which is selected by a drawing lots. In the holodeck, the Doctor et- edits his holonovel, Photons Be Free, and is pleased with its work. He plans to use this new method of communication to publish his work in Federation space. Upon viewing, Tom Paris finds the new book disturbingly unflattering to the
1: Voyager crew. You assured me you were going to wait for my revisions. I demand that you recall every copy and issue a public apology to Captain Janeway and her crew. I won't do anything of the sort. I don't see that you have a choice, Mr. Broad. Authors have rights. Not in this case. What do you mean? The doctor is a hologram. So, according to Federation
0: law, holograms have no rights. Steve, what do you think of author? Author?
1: Yeah, you know, it, it's it's almost like we have a <laughs> we have a, one of these rarest instances where the entire podcast has a theme. Like, what's this podcast about? And it's kind of like on the whole it's retreading old material and not doing it in a new interesting way. And you, you mentioned it early on in in the podcast that yes, Picardo is great as the doctor and that's always great to see, but it's, it's like, this is just the most, um, I mean, this is, this is the least interesting of all the ones that deal with the whole, this whole mini, you know, saga of Voyager's communications with earth and whatnot. Um, it's, it's, it's stuff we've seen before. There's even a trial. So you get, you get a little bits of all these, you know, all these ideas we've seen in the past with, with whether you're talking about androids or holographic life or whatever, it's all the same kind of thing. Um, it kind of may, and I think what bothers me the most really is that it feels like the doctor never gets anywhere. It's like, we all know he has an ego and that's fine. You know, it's part of the charm and this kind of stuff, but it's, it's like, really, you think it would be cool to create this story? And it's like they're they're the exact copies of pretty much of of your crew, and you're going to send it on back, and you're going to talk about how bad of a life you have. And I get that it's fiction, et cetera, et cetera. There's some funny moments and stuff, um but and I i also I, what I, I guess another thing I do like is seeing some family of the uh, Voyager characters and following up on some past episodes and this kind of stuff. But um, on the whole, it's just kind of, again, it feels like as the doctor not grown anywhere from where he's been and have we not grown anywhere from um, these past episodes where we expand on what life's about. And it just feels like kind of doing it all again, you know, here. So that that's my take.
0: Adam.
2: um, Yeah. I kind of feel the same way as Steve. I mean, this episode, I mean, it's not bad. It's probably the best of the three that we're talking about today. Um, and it definitely has its moments. I kind of felt like it was a little bit kind of all over the place, though. I mean, you know, so first off, you have these communications with family. You know, they kind of get into Kim and that kind of thing. They get into Seven, and is she going to communicate with, with her with her any of her family at the end? And, uh, I'll just jump to the end. And You know, that was a nice scene with her and her um, aunt at the end of the episode. So you kind of got that going on. Then you got... The doctor and his story and you know his 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 feeling that he wants to you know help his fellow brethren back in the federation and to steve's point i mean there's some there's definitely some funny moments in it you know watching you know neelix and you know kim and everybody kind of go through this program interacting with the absurdity of it um it's fun but i mean i kind of felt like it took way too long for them to get to the point where it's like you know it's fine if you want to tell the story, but just change the characters. I mean, it doesn't have to look like us. You made this point early on, on Brian, in the, in the first episode about, you know, recreating Ch- Chakotay and having a relationship. There should be rules against that. Well, the, the, the same kind of applies here. You would think it would just be kind of common sense. Like, you know, maybe I don't want to make my friends look bad. Maybe I'll just make it in space and make it completely different characters. And it, to me, it kind of makes the Doctor look bad. Because it, it seems like an obvious choice that he would do that, especially after Paris came back to him and was like, hey, dude, this doesn't make us look good. Why don't you kind of change? It seems like it would be an obvious choice
0: to do that. That scene in, uh, was it the Ready Room when, when the doctor's saying, but no, they don't look anything like you. Do you guys remember? it? Was it. Um vanilla ice when he had that court case and his and his famous line about no but his song goes na 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 nah. and mine goes na 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 na
2: I mean it was funny when when you know like I said Taurus goes in there and she's like nice mustache I mean that's a funny line. I mean like so there are moments throughout this episode that kinda of make you giggle and you make you kinda of like it but like to Steve's point, it's it's kind of a retread of the whole rights thing. And I kind of, at the very end, they kind of rushed through that trial. It seemed kind of, we're going to do it for 11 minutes every day. It just kind of seemed kind of slapped together there at the end of the episode. And um, yeah, we kind of, you know, you get the outcome like, oh, we're not going to public. You have to recall it all, but it's still out there. So it's, there's not really any kind of surprise to it, but uh, the episode's fine. Um, like I said, it's probably the best of the three today. Um, there are things that I definitely enjoyed in it, but um, overall, it's not. There's nothing new or original about it.
0: You know, I'm remembering now why Voyager. I felt like it took such a nosedive in season seven, and it and it wasn't all just endgame. Here we have the, these three episodes. And the first one, I just I, I went off already about why I dislike it, but especially these last two. You know, showing us all these different things that we've seen them do before, better, and not kind of do before. I mean, exactly this. More than once. We've seen the we've seen the trial over does this is this creature sentient or not more than once. And we've seen it better every other time. Everything in here it feels like they've run out of steam. The writers have run out of steam. It feels felt like a chore to watch this episode. It really did. Even though, yes, it's the least bad of the three we were talking about tonight, it's still not good. And it's kind of the only one of these we contact communicating with Earth, well, the last time we saw it the last one with Dwight Schultz wasn't very good either, but this this is this is less interesting even than that, but it's it's I don't know there aren't a lot of these that usually these were good, and this one isn't, and I remembered it being kind of a little forgettable. The stuff in here that I like are the little bits with people in their families and communicating with their families for the first time, Torres. Talking with her dad, who we just saw, you know, in the flashbacks recently, and we just had a little upset about that. That was great. I'm glad they gave us that. That little, that was, there's three minutes, right? right not even that because they jumped in the middle of that scene. But stuff with uh, Seven talking to, with her aunt. I love that. That was great. Maybe even a little bit Kim and his mom because we've had stuff with Kim and, and, and his mom before. But those, th- those are the kind of things. <laughs> Remember this when we get to Endgame. And I rant about how much I hate Endgame more than, well, I'll get there. <laughs> save it,
2: save it. Because th-
0: these are the kind of moments, these are these are the beginnings of the moments that I wanted to get at, out of Endgame that we never got, that we don't get at all. This like re- reuniting with family, and it's just hinted at here. And so those moments I like a lot in this episode. Has nothing to do with the main storyline at all. It's barely a B storyline but i do like those i do like those those fleeting moments i agree with you when you say it's all over the map because there's so many like little stories the first half of this episode you have no idea that it's going to be an episode about holographic rights other than the fact that that's kind of what his his story is about but the fact that there's going to be a trial there and for the literary rights of his book or whatever that's that's not at all what it, it starts off with this funny holographic story thing and then you then we've got that whole scene with Paris and his variation which is funny but it doesn't seem like that's the episode that's taking us to where it goes you know this episode kind of feels like three disjointed episodes told really fast
2: I know this is a technicality but I kind of felt like the trial was kind of pointless because you know all Starfleet would have had to say is like well the doctor is our property so therefore the story is our property case closed
0: they could have they could have ruled though to like give him just him some kind of status as a citizen even if it was just in honor of everything he's done for Voyager all these years without conveying those rights to other holograms or something I don't know it was rushed
2: it was just kind of rushed there at the end they just kind of had to come up with an ending there and they just rushed it
0: it is
1: interesting how I mean what's been consistent with with just uh, you know movies and tv in general and Star Trek of course as well is that we always underestimate computing power. You know, we overestimate our ability to get into space physically, but we underestimate the computing power because like just this past week, my brother forwarded me this interesting story about how some some uh, some programmers have worked out this thing where they recreate. They basically say, write a song in the vein of you know, this particular artist and use samples and create it and and they've done it. And it sounds like a, I mean, it's, it's, they're pretty ludicrous songs. I mean, the topics are kind of odd and it seems a little strange, but the computer basically created new materials and that's been going on for a while now. And so sooner or later, we're going to run into this kind of thing, you know, but. Far
0: um, earlier than, than this episode. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. What is this episode about?
2: Well, I mean, there's a couple of themes in here. It's like reconnecting with family. So, I mean, obviously you get the seventh thing and and Taurus, you know, reconnecting with Taurus. It's reconnecting old wounds and healing those with seven. It's kind of coming back to um, who she is. So there's some of those light themes there. And then obviously we get into the weighty stuff. It's like the doctor does He have the right, right to his own creative um property and does he have a right to distribute that and tell it the way that he wants to and does he have rights as a sense of being so i get into that
1: yeah i think it it kind of does too much it tries to do too much because um we've had the the rights kind of discussions of artificial life forms several times um but yeah, this this notion of reconnecting with people after long absences, and um, that's interesting too. But it, all it gets it gets very short shrift here in this episode, and it could be its own thing, you know, the the idea of reconnecting and how hard it is and to return to some kind of level of normalcy after being, you know, gone for that long and stuff too. That would be an interesting tale on its own. Instead, you just barely touch on these themes. Um, and so I think that's, that's primarily where this suffers.
0: All right, let's do six degrees for author, author, Steve, are you going for us a second? I'll go first. Is this Dwight Schultz's final appearance on Voyager? Oh gosh. I just don't recall. Um, I'll say yes. Nope. He is in end game. Oh, good. Uh, Adam, this is your chance to tie it up for the day. Barry gordon plays the bully and publisher adrian brote he previously played the ferengi nava in the first season ds9 episode the negus after zek's death who became negus cork yes 2 to 2 ties it for the day the reason you don't hear anybody cheering is because because of the pandemic we're having to do 6 degrees without an audience here right
2: right we'll, we'll, we'll edit in some laugh track laugh
0: yeah <laughs> some laughter <laughs> uh, uh all right well folks we really hope that you are staying safe and healthy and we hope that our at least my negative uh ranting today doesn't uh, add to any anxiety i love star trek and i love star trek voyager even if i don't love these episodes so much i hope there's some love still coming through but, you know, in two weeks, we're going to discuss the next three episodes of Voyager. And then two weeks after that, the final three, which is really the two-parter end game plus another episode. So we've only got two podcasts left, and we're going to finish out Voyager. As mentioned previously, after that, our plan is to spend the rest of 2020 going through the movies. We're going to do one movie each podcast. So we do have that plan in place to continue with the podcast even after we finish Voyager. You can send us an email, trekcompanion at gmail.com. Our Facebook listener page is facebook.com slash Our Twitter handle is at trekcompanion. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes. You can do it right on your phone. Just click the little five stars on, in the podcast app. That's how people find us. It just takes you a second and it helps us a lot. So we'd really appreciate that. So thank you so much for spending an hour with us and we'll be back in two weeks. Till then, take it easy. Bye guys. See ya. I passed it.